0: I
1: am Felipe. I am Renee.
2: and I am Mariana.
1: We are fortunate enough to have studied
3: abroad.
2: We face challenges to reach our dreams.
3: And like us, many others have taken the risk. This space is for all of us to share our tales,
2: our experiences, and our victories.
3: This is our international path. Hello guys, I hope you are having a great week, and if not, we are here to cheer you up. Have you make make you have a good time Um today we are having a new segment that it's like just talking about random things that we like throughout the week or some special things that we just have in mind uh, i'm gonna start like with my highlight of w- of the week so one of my friends showed me this new song Um it's a very interesting one because if it's like a very weird mix between American culture and Mexican culture. Like, if you are like, if you like hip hop, you might know Snoop Dogg. He's a rapper. He's one of the OGs from, from hip hop. So this is a very interesting topic because if you see, if you have heard about Snoop Dogg or just know him, like kind of know who he is, you imagine like uh, a very hard guy, you know, like the kind of guy that only listens to hip hop and, you know, like a rapper. But no, like, it turns out that he he actually really likes banda, that it's like the country music for Mexican people. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a very interesting topic, right? What? (laughs) Yeah, because like, I, I didn't even know that, but, uh here and it's gonna show you like how he started it like
2: yeah shows, listening please. to
3: banda music while he drives and everything like he's a huge fan of mexican music oh my god <laughs> yeah so wow this is very weird like That's even
2: expected
3: yeah, I know. Like no one no one thinks that that's like an actual thing, right? Like you need to follow Snoop Dogg to know that he really enjoys Mexican music. But like but even people that, he speaks
2: Spanish?
1: I don't think
3: so. Yeah, I don't think so. Well just a little bit. Um, the songs. actually one one comedian, Gabriel Iglesias, more known as Fluffy. Yeah, he he was able to have an interview with him at his TV show. And in one moment of the TV show, like everyone was leaving and stuff like that. And he tells, like, this appears in one of his specials, like Gabriel Iglesias specials. So they are like talking like um, Snoop Dogg and Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias is a Mexican comedian. Well, like a Chicano com- comedian. And Snoop Dogg, like tells him like, hey, do you like music? And Gabriel Iglesias is like, yeah, I like your music. He's like, oh, give me a second. So he pulls out his laptop and plays like hardcore Mexican banda, like you know, like with the trumpets and everything. <laughs> and, like this guy, like a really it's like freaking out, right? Like he's like, man, do you do you even understand this? So he asks him, right? Like he's like, man, do you understand what this is saying? And You know, like, sometimes in banda, we have, like, narco corridos, that it's, like, the story of a narco uh, in a song, like, adapted to a song. Mm -hmm. And Snoop Dogg says, like, the most badass thing, that it's, like, gangster recognizes gangster. And it's, like, like, that's so cool. So I was playing with my friends online, and we usually use Discord where we can put music and stuff like that. And one of my friends says like, hey, have you heard this song? It's it's kind of old. It's like six months old, but I haven't heard it, right? I'm I'm hearing Canada. Like we, we don't get too much mm-hmm. music from Mexico. And he pulls out this music, this song. It's called Que Maldición. That means like, what a chorus, right? Mm-hmm. So give me just a second. So this is a very interesting song because it's Snoop Dogg featuring banda MS so it's like a collab <laughs> oh between God. two diff- completely different kind of music right like clashing together and even the lyrics it, the lyrics it's like very good like for those who have Spotify you can find it out but i'm going to translate just like the spanish part for our mm-hmm. english listeners so the first lyrics are in spanish right like how we begins and everything, the chorus. So it starts like you don't know how much it hurts to love. You don't know how much it hurts in the heart because the effect that you cause in me, it's the chorus of missing. Man, like, <laughs>
4: oh that's,
3: nice. like that's so sad. <laughs> it's so, and, but it's good. It's so so <laughs> and it's like the the course of missing you. The course of missing you. And then here comes Snoop Dogg I- I'm gonna Aww. let you wait for that. Like you need to listen to the song to m- so it hits you. Like that weird thing about Snoop Dogg in a banda music. Yeah, like it's very catchy. It's like... Yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> catchy. It's very, very catchy. It's very fun. Yeah. 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 That's my highlight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because that's also like a lot of the banda music, like it's about love and
1: heartache,
2: uh, heartbreak, I mean, being I mean,
1: kind of like um, sad. Ricardo Fadri, <laughs> like a Mexican comedian, stand-up guy person. Um, he has like a skit um where he's like, Yeah, I hate banda music. And like they have like he's like portraying this scenario where um because it's very common for banda bands <laughs> um, to have, like, a super old guy. So they're like, Ingeniero Rodriguez. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so apparently, like, the band has, like, a single, and the single is about, like, a guy just liking, like, going to the club and liking a bunch of, like, girls and, like, their asses and their boobs and whatever. And... And then, like, they get having just so much fun. But then he looks at his girlfriend, like, oh, but don't worry, because, like, you're the only one that I like, right? And then oh, no. the second single is, like, this, the guy who was singing um, at the bar, super sad, crying, and El Ingeniero Rodriguez is, like, there, like, chink him oh. up. Like, he's the bartender also. So the guy's like, mm-hmm. oh, she left me. Why did she leave me? And, like, it's, like, super tragic song. <laughs> So,
3: yeah, uh, and that's Banda. Of, uh, it's weird. Banda bands, like, they have this very bad connotation because of the narco corridos. because they exalt it like, they make, like, a very cool thing, like, to be a narco. Like, they really make it look as cool. So people are like, yeah, I don't like that kind of music. <laughs> anyway,
1: so <laughs> my highlight... My highlight of the, sto- of the story of the week was this book that I just got. It's Atomic Habits. So it's basically how like very tiny habits or changes in your life that you make, like voluntarily, are going to uh, impact your life in a very meaningful way. So uh, in the beginning, the the writer, James Clear, has like an example of the British... Uh, cycling team that they have been like before they won like the tour de France. Um they hadn't won it and they were like the team with more most participations in the uh tournament that hasn't won it. So they started changing like tiny stuff. Like they brought new team, uh like new managers and like I don't know how they're they're called, but like like new coaches and whatever. So they like changed their Uh, food habits or like sleep habits and like tiny things and and they help they change like the schedules of trainings and stuff like that so I think it was like in a five-year period they started winning and winning and winning and winning like what about you Marina
2: that's good for me my highlight of the week I gotta say that I went to the bank two times this week and it's been Horrible! I actually went today, and I spent no joke three hours in the bank just waiting. Waiting—it's horrible, guys. They because there's this also the social distancing and everything. So the whole line, the queue was all the way outside the bank. So I was first outside, and then having to go inside, and it was just insane. I was hungry. I only was feeling bad for all the bank staff because it was already like 3, 3.30 and they still haven't eaten and I don't think they even went to it today because when I left, the queue was still outside. So I just feel bad for that people working in the bank because I hate Yikes. going to the bank. So imagine working there. It's
0: I, I don't know. For what i
1: remember banks in mexico are very like tedious and very strict and yeah i i, I like i don't have like a bank account in mexico because i don't live there but like when i went with like a friend to deposit something i remember why we went there but i was there and i took my phone because I was really bored. And he's like, don't do it. You cannot use your phone in the, in the bank. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, you're in Canada. You see, like, people on their Once phones listening to new music. <laughs> no, it's just like I'm used to, like, something else. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, because like, actually it's weird. Because to the bank I went to today, I was able to take out my phone. And I was, yeah, playing. And
3: well, it depends where playing. you are. You know, like, if you're about to make the transaction, you can't have your phone oh, outside. Yeah. Because of the you know like the extortions and stuff like that, things that in Canada doesn't don't happen, like mm. in the first world countries don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like I re- I hated going to the bank with my dad because, like he he likes to go like in rush time, in rush hour, like literally ten uh, minutes before they yeah. close, and then you have to make like the huge-ass line, and I can't imagine <laughs> your case, Mariana, because you you had the contain, you know the. The mask. The mask. Yeah. But in my case, it was before, like, I came here. So it was, like, just the normal line. And I hated it because my dad has this bad habit of just going out. He leaves me in the, like, in the (laughs) the line. he leaves. He leaves. And sometimes they were fast, right? Like, they usually take time. But sometimes they are fast. (laughs) So you are just like, yeah, I'm waiting for my dad. And you can take your <laughs> phone because we are about to go home. It's, it's awful. I hated it. And especially because, like, the security guards start looking at you weird. Like, they are like, where are you? Like, here. 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 You're like 10. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm waiting for my battle. Don't kill me. Because in Mexico, for, for those who are Canadian or from another place, in Mexico, in the bank, the security, the security guards have, like, guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. like it, it's so weird because they like last time I went I, it, it blew my mind again like because they usually had guns but this time they had like SMGs no 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 well like you know like the small uh-huh. you
0: know,
3: yeah yeah and I was like why <laughs> like <laughs> why too much firepower you know like a, and- an automatic gun
4: Wow!
1: <laughs> yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah. It
2: was my highlight of the week because I came back home. I was starving and. Yeah, Did you
1: eat? <laughs> it,
2: yeah, luckily I came back home and my mom was waiting for us with a, with a warm meal. So, that was good. That was good. But, uh, those three hours they're not gonna come back.
0: Yeah,
2: they're
3: <laughs> not gonna come back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, i least well, you, you were able like to think about yourself, like self-reflection.
1: <laughs> Meditate. Yeah, I, like I took a
2: book with me, clam- so I was like reading and I was on my phone, so.
1: Yeah. But That's still. Pretty
2: cool. <laughs> okay guys, so that'll be enough for highlights of the week. So now let's introduce our guests. This time it will be a special occasion. We'll have two guests instead of one. And one of them is Giselle. She's a Mexican girl now living in the UK. And the second one is Tom, he's from Vietnam. And they're both working on a very interesting project and they will tell us more about it. So yeah, we're gonna welcome Giselle and Tom. Okay. So hello guys, welcome to our international path. We're so happy to have you here. So yeah, we want to know first a little bit about you. If you want to talk a little bit about your background, where did you grow up? Please.
5: Okay. Uh, who should start with me or cheers.
2: Oh, uh, as you wish. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> uh,
5: okay. So um, I'm from Vietnam, and previously I was um, an international student. I'm studying GCSE and A levels in the UK. So currently I'm in my gap year in Vietnam and I'm just, you know, trying to um like follow my passion and carry on what I'm doing. Relax also, I think, especially under this pandemic. Yeah,
2: of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right.
6: Really interesting. What about you, Giselle? Um, well, hello guys. I'm sorry that I didn't um well. I wanted to say thank you for having us here. Uh, we are very pleased to be invited to your podcast and congratulations for our international part. Um, I'm thank very you. nervous. Oh, that's why I, I forgot <laughs> to, t- to say that at the beginning. So hopefully this um, um, smoothly. So my name is Giselle and I'm originally from Mexico. Um, I grew up in Mexico city and I studied the uh, international baccalaureate program when I was in high school. And I started uh, my <coughs> degree in law in the UK um, three years ago. So at the moment, I am like, well, because of the nice. pandemic, I'm in Mexico, but still I'm studying the degree like of, the, of uni. In so, the UK?
1: yeah.
2: So it's like a a mix here, so yeah. Okay, so like online classes and all, they brought you back to Mexico. Yes,
6: I think that uh, because in March, I had to come back when, well, there was like- Lockdown. Yeah, the the lockdown. And in March in the UK, they were announcing um, closure of the borders, like it was going to be likely. So I thought, well, maybe this is time for me to go back with my family. Otherwise, I don't know when I
2: will go back.
6: So yeah, I, I, Tom had like a similar experience than, than me. He was leaving the UK like two weeks or one week before I left. So yeah.
5: The, the experience was rather terrifying. Yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. and uh, we had to pack up. Everything like, like as if we were fleeing from the country, you know, like oh we need to leave. So yeah, it was a mess. But well, yeah. We
2: overcame it, so that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, you decided to do the gap year because of the pandemic, or that's something that you
0: have
5: well, had before actually I I decided to I decided to take the gap year even before the pandemic like took place.
4: No necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
5: details. Just that, you know, the, the pandemic uh, made it come like even sooner. So,
4: you know, like I,
5: you know, studying A-levels, I don't know, but it can be quite tough for international students. And it was this time of the year when I said to myself, you know what, let's take a cap here because I have things to figure out. I'm still young. I have time to... You know like um go and find out and research about things that i would like rather than studying the majors and you know i have to read books all the time and sometimes it does not create room for creativity especially the things that i'm studying there's a lot of um so i i signed up for ppe at university so philosophy economics and politics and they are very heavy by theories mm-hmm. yeah so yeah because of that i'm not you know that much into the creative creative rooms which i would love to so this year i'm just you know taking a um, gap year studying about um things that i've always wanted to to study like business management um like child education and a little bit of psychology
1: so yeah 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 uh, before we continue i want to uh, tell our listeners and viewers why we're talking to you guys. Uh, mostly from my perspective. So me and Felipe started this podcast. Oh, we started talking about it in June, July. And then we actually like started like recording. And we had like one or two episodes that we didn't release because we weren't happy with them. And those were in August. We record them in August. And then... The, the first episode we recorded was in September, like no, l- was late August, but we released it like by the end of September because I was moving and I was figuring out stuff to edit and everything. So it was like our second or third episode and uh, we had Mariana, uh, we added her to our team as social media manager. Um, so like the next day I wake up to an email from this girl from the uk saying like yeah I, I i'm working on this project with my friend from vietnam uh we were invited to listen to your podcast like um can we can we do something can we call up for it or something and i was like really shocked like someone from the uk is asking us to, to <laughs> do stuff and and yeah so um they have this project called asmara right? right
6: yeah.
1: yeah can you talk to me about it, like, a little?
6: Um, yes. And, well, sorry that uh, that email arrived, like, out of the blue. Um, <laughs> it, was, like, it was fun. Like, uh, long story short, um, Mariana and me, uh, we were friends on Facebook, and I don't know if she remembers, but I uh, we studied elementary school together in the of same Of course school.
2: I remember you, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you. <laughs>
6: of course. That's very nice. And um, she recommended me this podcast and then I listened to some like your first episodes and I was like, whoa, this is such a great initiative. Congratulations, guys. Like, I would love to, you know, like maybe we can do something together or like maybe you can like participate in Asmora or we can like mm-hmm. do a podcast with you. So, well, thank you a lot, René and Felipe and well, Mariana, for making this networking. And yeah, so that's the story. Um, Tom, do you want to talk about ASMORA, like what it
5: is? Yes, yeah, so basically you can just um, look at ASMORA as an education project. So what we're trying to focus on is, you know, this um, bringing this interconnection between people, international people, because, you know, as international students, we were in the country and we saw that, you know, people of the same cultures blend in together, but not of different cultures. So why not mm-hmm. try to be different? Because, you know, we are in like this globalized age and people are communicating with each other. you know, London is um, a very um, like diversely cultural um, city. So it would be a waste if, you know, they people not being aware of other cultures while they're living together. That, you know, that also may create like this huge gap in, you know, thinking perspectives. So we're trying to push through this um, interconnection and diversity of thoughts among people. And also um, through which would help them to improve their critical thinking. So um, they can like through the discussions that you guys have joined uh, previously. Um, This is one of our main methodology. So we found that debate has not been very effective. Because, you know, when we joined debate clubs, it was like war. Like mm-hmm. people were trying to, like, no, you are wrong. And I'm going to give you a little <laughs> You are wrong. And then, you know, this whole process of trying to attack each other with words. I d- like, we both don't find that um, like efficient in terms of enhancing your thinking and also leading to like a higher goal, whereas discussions does. So you, you discuss, you have, each, you listen to each other ideas. And when, when you say it's a discussion, things are much more, um, calmer, like much calmer. And you just feel like you want to contribute your ideas rather than, no, like that is seriously wrong. like you know, easily conclude things. So yeah, like in, in general, we are trying to interconnect people and also improve people, critical thinking through our methodology. Yes. So briefly
6: about (laughs) that. I I would like to add something really quick about that. Like yeah, Yeah. Tom and me, we met uh, when we were uh, well. I was studied before I started my law degree. Mm -hmm. I studied a foundation year in a school called uh, Kings Education, and that's a school where students, like especially with international backgrounds, can study there. And you know, like like bridge that gap like if there's like an education gap like to mm-hmm. being able to study in the UK so we met there and um, yeah we coincide with this thing about debate because both of us we were in debate club and in several occasions they were like no you need to be strong and you need to be like even though if you agree Mm-hmm. You cannot agree because you're from the opposite team. And, yeah. and me, we were like, I, mean, I don't know, like maybe this. Yeah, probably this has happened to you if you have taken part in any debate. But that was like very adversarial. I understand that that's the nature of debates. For us, like we were also trying to understand things and topics in a deeper level. And with debate, like we, ca- we just cannot do that because you cannot agree with the other person. Like you just have to defend your argument. And well, Tom and me, like we, we kind of like ended also like a little scared about this. <laughs> and We said, we need to do something because like I feel uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. And we need to also provide a space for students to be open about things and they can share their thoughts. And I think that also because we are, there are students at that school who come from different backgrounds like from Asia, from Vietnam,
4: mm-hmm.
6: from China, from Mexico, from Venezuela, um, from Spain. And we all come we all have a different idea of how education is like works because mm-hmm. in Mexico, like at least I think that we are very like, you know, like criti- like group discussions where students can share their uh, like speak their mind freely based on arguments like reasoning it's something that is not very common in mexico as well in vietnam or china and malaysia and this is and in europe especially in the uk they really value this type of education that it's you know like if uh, you know about a uh, uh, source or uh, like an author who has defended this this stance, like this position, they are not, you can defend your point because there's support, there's like backup. And when you have that freedom to come up and argue any, like any um, already established proposition, it gives you, you know, like a new perspective of things and we need to be ready, like how to deal with this freedom, right? Because like me, I was like, No, I I disagree with this because I don't know, like, with abortion, I disagree with this because in my country it's illegal and I don't know, like and this and that and that. And they told me, Well, here we have like all these sources, all these authors who stay And we were like, Okay, so now this means that I can think in another way. But yeah, I think that's what Asmolite is for, giving that um, space to students around the world to speak their minds like as they wish.
3: Yeah, I mean, like going back to what Tom was saying about like the type of education that you have, like where it's like black and white or red and blue, like between like the debates. I think that that's a very weird like Like it's very toxic if you see it like in the overall way because it creates like segregation instead of like uh, an idea, like a place to share ideas that it's what you are doing where no one is right, no one is wrong, you know? Like it's up to the person like to search what's right, you know? Um, It's just like giving out like some ideas. Like when we participate at your... Project, it felt like very nice, you know, like very organic. Yeah. Instead of like no one was against each other, it was just like idea sharing,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and like at the end you have a final result.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, guys. So really, like, congratulate, like, congratulations on your project, because it was really, really nice to well for us that we participated in there and we actually learned a lot like from my side I can tell I I wasn't sure about it at first because it was was about technology and <laughs> I'm like well maybe I don't know that much about that topic but Felipe did and he participated a lot and I was like wow I didn't know this even was a thing you know and it was great everyone was able to share a, like a little bit of their experience of their thoughts and it was just great. I think you're doing a very good job. And like as an educational purpose, it worked for me. I, I learned a lot. So thank you also for inviting us to your program. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I really find that project that you have as more very interesting because I started high school in Mexico, then I moved to Canada and I finished it here. And it was very hard for me to like make friends so maybe even if it was like virtually, it would have helped a little, like give me a little bit of hope, I don't know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I really like your project and um, I'll try to join to another discussion. I am not sure cause I just started a new job. Um, so I'm kind of busy, but if I can, I will. Um, but I would like to know, like, I think we like, me, Felipe, Mariana, and maybe our listeners would like to know a little bit more about about why you guys chose to study in the UK instead of anywhere else. Because Mariana studied in Switzerland and uh, we have an episode of her talking about her experiences and why she's going there. Me and Felipe have talked about why we went to Canada. So why UK?
5: It's a long story for me. Uh, so, you know, I think Jis also has this problem as part of the, um, has this um, like reason as part of the reason why she um, chose the UK. So we both really liked um, Harry Potter. And, you know, when, like, in Vietnam, they put a lot of pressures on grammars. So I was actually, I, I went to the UK when I um, was in, like, when I was a 10th grader. And, you know, like back to when I was in the eighth grade, I was not able to speak English at all because I was not in the environment and I was not prepared to do so. So all I all I had to do was to, you know, fill out um, my sheet of grammars and then, oh, correct, yay, you passed. So um, I found Harry Potter and then, you know, literally the instance, like I, I fell in love with the accent and I tried to imitate um, like the accents of every single characters as they speak. So, um, it's like, um, Harry Potter, Dumbledore said, and then I just follow up. So, you know, when you have this mm-hmm. kind of habit, then you, like, from, through Harry Potter, I, I have grown my love for the UK, and I just wanted to go there. Literally, my first wish was to buy a wand. <laughs> so,
4: <laughs> it's
5: so beautiful, I have to get that. And then, like, yeah. He, so.
6: he, he, sorry for interrupting Tom, but he literally mm-hmm. brings a wand in his school bag. Like, yeah.
2: Oh, like, huge fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
6: takes it out and he's like, he's like, oh, I love Harry Potter. Like with anyone, and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. And he says, like, well, in fact, I have a wand in my in my bag. And there, and people are like, okay, this is like official. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <initially>, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you have to, you know, when schools um like schools can be boring, but then you, you just imagine that you go to Hogwarts and you're like, um where with my bag with a wand in my bag. Yes, a lot of people have commented, but you know, it's my love for Harry Potter. Yeah, definitely. And also, um I think that like every Asian's kids dream would be um, to study abroad but you know just that how they get to approach it so for me it was this whole process like my first decision was actually to go to Canada to Toronto and things <laughs> when I got like a scholarship from the U.S. one of the um, boarding school from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then you know I, just, I was like so my mom didn't like the U.S because she said that, you know, things could be too free. And because I was like only 15 years old. So she was like, no, no. And then I, I there was like this whole process of um I was threatening her, you know, if this is the full scholarship you did. Don't, don't allow me to go. I would just go. I have other guardians. Wow. And then, you know, I just peer pressure her. So she said, you know what? If you can get like another scholarship from the UK at least, then like she she will let me go. And she did. So it was this whole like ping pong bouncing like among three countries, US, Canada and the UK, just. Yes, it it was the whole lot like that year. So, yeah, that was just um, my reasons to study in the UK. I expected.
6: Well, in my um, in my case, um, well, uh, sorry, Tom, let you know, guys. Yeah, I'm also a fan of Harry Potter, and yeah, we are what would what is known as Potterheads. Let's
2: say, yeah,
0: yeah.
6: <laughs> so yeah, that was like a very, very a huge um, um, uh, reason why we were interested in the UK instead of the uh, the US. Well, still, the US. Mm have sent come with such a great saga as Harry Potter in our in our humble opinion, right? So, and uh well yeah and I think that for me it was something also very cultural because I don't know if, if you have thought about this also but we are very very influenced by um like the culture of like America and like especially like the UK, like with movies. I grew up with movies like The Parents Trap, um, What a Girl Wants, um Yeah Right of Prejudice, <laughs> like all of those. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
6: Oh, yeah, oh, that movie, and you're like, I like. There's like this thing in your mind of the UK. Oh my God, like London, um, Westminster, the Big Ben. Like, oh, I want to visit this city, and also this presence is in literature like in education like when i was in high school i had to read like for my english subject i read uh, the book of jane Eyre, which is um also like it comes from from the uk as well as um you know like other literature so so it makes this country to stay like present in your in your mind like from any other country i would say like from like in my case like from canada from australia from the us like the uk has like a special cultural um, influence in in me yeah. and uh, the same as tom like when i i before also like before i studied a foundation year in the uk i i had a gap year because I wanted to know what I was going to do with my life, right? Like, <laughs> you, it's, it's a big decision what you're going to study and as well, where are you going to study it? So in high school, when I studied the International Baccalaureate, this is an international qualification. So it gives you, like, they that qualification is valid anywhere in the world. And it gives you that opportunity of studying abroad and i i still i was not sure if i i could do that and or if i wanted to you know like go abroad and be away of my family be away of my home country without my native language without a, like the food of mexico <laughs> the weather of mexico <laughs> yeah. like really guys when you go to other country you're like oh my god like mexico is possible. So <laughs> and yeah, and I decided that yes, I uh, should, I, I could go. Um, I talked with an advisor of like education, like from the UK, and well, seeing when they saw see, saw my results of the international baccalaureate, they offered me a scholarship, mm. and I said like, well, maybe I can, I can go. I spoke with my parents and also it's it's a it's a big decision right like you're it it involves like also the financial stability of an entire of, house, of an entire household and uh, we need to be also you know like considering that like very seriously because it's different if you're just going to study one year or like a uh, summer than if you're going to study like three or four years. Sure, yeah. So um, I, I could go. And also, the thing that I chose uh, the UK, it's because I always wanted to study law. But also, this comes from growing up in a country where, I don't know, like, as a um, young person, you always have this feeling of why there's injustice, why we cannot be like other countries why there's so much corruption, why there aren't uh, the same rights to everyone. So Mm
0: -hmm.
6: my question was like, why there are some legal systems that work better and provide like they afford better protection to their citizens than other legal systems. And I knew that if I wanted to uh, get to an answer to that uh, question, I would have to study like abroad, like a legal system that it's like not in Mexico. And so far, I'm almost I will I will end my degree next year. I have answered that question partly. And also, the UK has one of the oldest legal systems in the world, Like. It's based in a common law system, which means that there is judge-made law that dates to back to the 17th century, 16th century. In the UK, there wasn't a revolution like the one in Mexico, and so Mexico, in terms in in as a legal system, it's very uh, young, and we are on our way to develop as a as a good country as a country that provides fairness to everyone. So it's just a matter of time, guys, like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Wow, that's really interesting. And that's great that you wanted to go to, to the UK to understand better why things work better in another country than here. It's yeah, really impressive. <laughs> and congratulations that you're
6: almost graduating. <laughs> oh, thank
3: you, Marina. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have another question. It's like, what's the future for uh Asmora? Like, do you have any plans for the like in the f- near future, long future? Like what are the plans for Asmora?
5: So, should, I, should I say so okay. Yeah. Um you know. In the short term, we plan to take on more partnership for Asmora. So you know, um, yesterday I just released a post on LinkedIn that we have um, successfully obtained our first partnership with Apex Leaders, which is one of the top leading companies um, teaching English in Vietnam. So currently they have 132 um, like centres throughout the country. And um, we are planning to take on more centres, are then just two at the moment, to like um, introduce to students um, our methodologies, and also combine with um, like the English program to help them also inspire them, um, you know, like for their future plans whether they would like to go to abroad or not. And if it were not to be for this pandemic, we would have also connected with King's Education where we study our, um, where I study A-Level and just um, study foundation. So basically we were organizing this partnership. We would um, open up like a club and also a class. So we um, have set, like we have got this sort of, um, this kind of a training program for, you know, later on, if we're not going to be there, the teachers can still carry on using this methodology um, to host like discussions for students, and like King's Education, they have four um, different branches in the UK. So we're planning to reach out to those four as well. And there's um, this this new feature that we're launching on, on Asmora, probably in a month or two. Um, that will be academic tutors. So we're still forming new ideas on whether how we should carry this out, and you know. Um, like combining with how we would recruit people to do this because academic tutors basically mean that um, this is what we're developing at the moment that we would have tutors marking writing essays following the three sessions um, just on grammars, critical thinking word choices and critical thinking whether the whole essays in general flow logically because we have that a lot of students and find difficulties in you know forming like a cohesion, um, coherent essay. So that's part of what academic teachers is going to do. We're still planning on it, as uh, as I just told you guys. And yeah, so it that's the short term like growth of Asmora. The long term one, we're really looking forward to develop it as an institute. And I I think for the long term one, um, I'll leave it to Jeth because we have discussed about this, like, you know, okay, you say this, and I say.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That oh. just... <clears throat> so, well, thanks, Tom. And, um, well, um, I was, um, yeah, like, recently we finished, we started the first partnership with Apex Leaders, and this was, like, an achievement that belongs um, wholly to Tom. It is the result of his hard work, and we are very, very happy that he achieved this um, step in <laughs> in Asmora. Um, so, yeah, our idea is to uh, keep having more partnerships with other English centers, with uh, colleges, with uh, because what we are aiming for is to transfer a learning methodology that it's native of, for example, like Europe of the UK, transferring it to other countries with other education systems. I think this is something very innovative and something that can really encourage like constructive, uh, constructive thinking, which is like inclusive, which is more aware, which develops worldviews in students. And also it um, encourages intellectual cultivation in youth and to keep that as a habit, like throughout like someone's life. And that's also good even for people in, in the UK because uh, yeah. they can learn from like different, perspectives like from people who come from other like uh, countries and i would say that that's something that i notice like, especially in university where you are exposed to like because at kings education when i <laughs> where we studied the foundation year we are mostly international students so we are not really um socializing with british students or uh, like other european students and it's at the university where you are like, okay, this is like, this is real Britain, like we could say it that way. You start to meet uh, the people, the students. And what I notice is that however uh, well supported their arguments are, sometimes there are those arguments, they come from a very Eurocentric perspective mm-hmm. and they need to like also take into account other like points of view, like from other like countries, because we are not in the same um, conditions, like we're not in the same circumstances. There is a different, uh, we have different, uh, different economic, social, political realities, which really affect like the decisions that we make and also the things in which we believe. And even though we are in the UK, it's good for them to also nourish their thought from these other perspectives, which are real and which are um, like happening in this, like currently at the moment. So, yeah, and well, um, also uh, Nishi, it's uh, another member of the team of Asmora. She recently joined, she's from India and she, well, we are um, planning the next things for as more like reaching out people and other like student communities, as well as like education like institutions. And well, our discussions, they are free of charge. So there isn't, you know, like an economic restriction for students like, as we told you, when you join guys, like you're welcome to join whenever you want, you feel like it or if the topic interests you or not. Because this is a way in which you can like express your ideas, discuss about the topic that interests you, and also an opportunity for everyone to learn. And mm. well, that's very, very appreciated. Like, I really like every time that I speak with people, I learn something new. And I think that this is something that is also in decay, especially now with the pandemic. There is a big gap in education at the moment, and well, maybe as students, like many of us as students, we are dealing with lack of motivation, with lack of socializing with, with our classmates, and we are loosening. We are losing that share of opinions, of understanding of things, understanding of things, and this is something that I think as Mora is. Trying to protect, to recover, to bring back, and in spite of the circumstances of whatever like happens, we can still learn. Like we stay as a student community, like globally, and you know, like grow our thinking through to, uh, listening to other worldviews. So that's also why we think this project has. Um like a future because it's like it uh, it is you know like covering those needs of um like encouraging critical thinking but as well bridging that gap that has been created by uh, the pandemic so yeah, and well we have like we invite students to submit articles about anything that you want, we will publish it on our platforms. And as well, like discussions, we have posts, we make posts regularly. So we are on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook. So, well, guys, you're more than welcome to join. If you want to have a chat with us, whatever, just to tell us about, I don't know, something that you've, like an idea, Discuss something. Yeah, you're more than welcome. We're here to, like, help you out. And also, if you have questions about how to study in the UK, well, you're also
2: welcome to do so. And yeah, yeah. yeah and like, thank you so much for everything. And we will also encourage all of our listeners, or if they're watching, to go and follow you and Smora and to invite them to be part of these discussions because it's a really comfortable way to socialize, to get some information about different topics. And like, it's good. If they're in their room, they don't have anything to do, like,
4: mm-hmm. why
2: not? Like, use their time wisely. <laughs> yes. And as well, as you said about like the future of S'mora and the UK, like, I want to know, like, in the future, do you want to go back to, to the UK? You're planning on staying in your home country? What is it? Hmm.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, yeah, so because I, I'm using my phone so I cannot technically see everyone on the screen. Yes. Yeah, oh. so, so that's oh. why. I think. Um, I would say that my plan, even though I've not started university, but I've had this plan to like, you know, recently built up because, you know, thanks to, thanks to the pandemic, I have realized how much I love my country and also my family here in Vietnam. So, you know, to completely reside in the UK after my study um, might not be, you know, a good idea for me mentally. I might be, you know, in the end, what if I may end up, you know, without, um, like, my original family in the um, UK, because they're all here in Vietnam, and you know, they're, they're not at the age that they can travel a lot anymore. So, um, because of that, I decided to, I want, I wanted to work, like, between the UK and Vietnam. So, you know, just like changing
4: plus different countries at once but still i
5: have vietnam and the uk as the base because uk is also like my second home i've lived there with my host families two host families and they were both wonderful and they gave me that sort of um feelings of um, you know being at home and also i have other friends in the uk i have a small route also to develop in the uk whereas in vietnam there's my family there's my country pride and also You know, like, it's just a balance of both things that make me want to, you know, just go back and forth between two countries. And also, I think that in the UK, sometimes, because I've always been in the international environment, so I have not quite found, like, um, the common in other of my British peers. So living in a country without... (coughs) having fully understood their cultures can be difficult. And especially when, you know, when I leave school and universities, that environment is going to be, you know, a lot more British. So for now, I've not um, familiarized myself with their cultures, even though I've lived there for three years. So that's one of the reasons why also I wanted to, you know, like just live in between two countries rather than deciding on which one to go back to. Perhaps there would be one that I stay longer than the others. It really depends, but that's the like further goal that I'm trying to achieve. And also Vietnam, through this pandemic, it, it like the country has proven itself efficient in the way that it can protect the citizen and also in the way that can maximize the economy. So I think that in, in the future Vietnam is also like a very promised land and we um, foreign direct investment is coming in. We have a lot of, um, like, um, like treaty being signed. So yeah, I think that's also the Vietnam is um, like a potential. It, it's on its way to release its full potential. Uh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Really good. Interesting. What about you, Giselle? Do you want to stay here in Mexico or you want to go back to the UK? Well,
6: it's a tough decision, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
6: I think that really when you, it's it's just. I think that when you have this dream also of studying abroad and then you see it become true, you are you know like you start to think more critically about it, right? Like. Uh, is this, like, is it's sustainable for me to stay in another country? And right now, yeah, it's difficult because I'm with my family, and I don't know how I would have dealt with this situation for a long, a, like, period of time, like, like, eight months, nine months, but um, definitely when you make these kind of decisions, like, studying... Your degree abroad that's a decision that it's gonna impact you like like later in life um my degree since it's uh, based in english law it gives me a qualification in england and not in the in mexico right Mm -hmm. so that entrenches my my future in like another country, or otherwise, I would have to go back to Mexico and study uh, Mexican law. So, I w- there are many opportunities, like many graduate jobs. I would say the good thing about the UK is that there are different sectors that accept. Um, For example, the financial industry in the UK, it's very strong. There are a lot of um, hiring from banks and they accept students regardless of their degree. So you could have studied history or classics or modern languages and apply for a job there and you will have like a job.
3: That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs>
4: yeah, uh,
6: yeah. yeah and you know and that yeah and that's interesting because that tells you also about how it's very different from mexico in mexico yeah. i don't know if the same thing happens in vietnam um f- sorry felipe you wanted to say something oh no no, no it's fine yeah if you want no, to say no, something no. just let me uh like just interrupt me i'm fine with with that. no no it's okay uh, <laughs> um but um I don't know if that, that, that happens in the same ways as in Vietnam, but at least in Mexico, when you choose a degree, there's like a um, limit, like a limitation in the industry where you're gonna work. So they don't have this, like, this freedom as uh, in the UK, where I think that their, um, their aim with being this open is to employ as many people as they want, as they can like from uh, like many students. Um, and also because in the UK, there is like a big, big, big variety of, of degrees that you can study. So for example, here in Mexico, it's t- like we have like a certain like, degrees, like strong degrees, like, and in the UK, you have like like a lot, a lot of options. Like they ca- you, you can study theology, you can study um, agriculture, like things like that, and and that's at, at the university level. So, um, yeah, and I guess that they value the fact that students have gone to university and now they need to find a job. So, yeah, they ha- they can uh, work wherever they want to work. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we
3: even here in Canada we have that issue, like. They don't. They really want like um, very specialized people for the type of work. Like I kind of get it. Like I think that it's a good idea. Like what UK is doing. Like just employing whoever applies. But yeah, like at the same time, like I feel that specializing it's also good because you want the best one in your company. Like. I wouldn't let like a doctor operate me if it's not a doctor, you know? I would be well, very... <laughs> I guess that it doesn't apply the same way, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I guess that it's for normal jobs. Yeah, yeah like, not that
6: specialized,
3: you know? Yeah. Um,
1: so before we uh, leave, uh, I want to ask you guys um, two things that you missed the most from the UK. <laughs>
5: To me, definitely Christmas, because oh, uh,
3: yeah, mm-hmm.
5: like you in Vietnam, get that one everywhere. Yeah, but still in Vietnam, we don't celebrate Christmas.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah. I still shop
5: for decorations. <laughs> I still definitely shop for decorations, but you know, the the feeling just is isn't the same
0: mm-hmm. because
5: every Christmas I would spend my time with my host family. And we would have roast dinners. We had um, Yorkshire puddings, which is, is like a special thing that I like from the UK. And um, we just have this over time, like relaxing. And also, I don't have day off here for Christmas. Like Christmas here is a eh, weekends. But then Christmas <laughs> in, in other countries, they have is literally like um winter break. Like oh yeah, yeah. months off, twenty one days off. That was the case for me when I was in the UK. So definitely Christmas. And another thing I would say is the weather for some reason. Because the weather in the UK, I have to say, it rains a lot. Like, but not, not like the heavy rain, like the tiny rain. And
4: mm. even
5: though that I, 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 I always like colourful stuff, bright stuff, but somehow the, the stormy that dark gray sky always attracted me like for some reasons i maybe I have lived there for a while, so I just find it very attractive and amusing, yeah, probably the two um things that I miss most about the u k Christmas
6: what about you yourself <laughs> um well me um, so I'm going to be very positive about this. And yeah, I'm going to tell you what I miss about the UK. First, I would say the independence and the autonomy you gain when you're studying abroad.
4: Mm.
6: In Mexico, um, even though we love to be with our family, uh, sometimes it can be like... Too much. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Too much. Yeah, it's like, uh yeah, it's like uh, too much family love and family union. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think I need to, you know, like I, I need my space. Okay, so Agreed. yeah, it's it's it, it, it's good, and also but also sometimes you you can feel suffocated, and when you, you know like when you're going to this. Like, country, living this reality, living this independence, and then when you come back with your family and, well, if, if you are not, like, independent yet, it can really, you know, like, like it can be a struggle, guys. Like, it can really be, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah
5: I'm
6: living it as well. <laughs> it's like, Mariana, I'm so glad that you understand me, Felipe, as well. Yes. Renee. well, yeah, I I don't know if, it, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so that's like secondly, I think that I really, really love the fact that there is like um control, like in the like there, in like in the use of cars, like there isn't the traffic that we have (laughs) in Mexico, like especially Mexico City, like that's a thing, guys, like really. Like now, and also, you know, like there it's easy to walk. I think that it's not until you go also to these countries that you realize the size of Mexico, like of your country. It's a very, very big country. Like distances are like massive and you need to move on car everywhere you go there. It's easy for you to just like take a walk and, be in your like the, there, yeah yeah university like when I go to university I take a twenty minutes walk and you know in Mexico I couldn't do that like when I was you're not school, gonna walk to school yeah it's like <laughs> I would I, w- I would never arrive to the school if I, yeah. had, I had to walk so I think that's that's something very very nice from they like they have a very adv- advanced public transport as well so. And also I would say the safety that you have Mm -hmm. there, like the fact that I could go outside and walk on the street without being fearful of being, I don't know, like harassed or kidnapped or something that also gives you a lot of freedom because you are like, well, I didn't knew I could, you know, like walk like in the night as well, go to this, a restaurant to this pub, like you know, without this fear yeah. in me, yeah, so mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. women, I think that that's something that you very much appreciate when you are in these countries, like I don't know if you guys have been like like well kind of like harassed or something, but <laughs> <more. laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with women, <laughs> we are like, thanks God, okay, like yeah. This That's is amazing, great. okay? And yeah, absolutely. Finally, I would say that theater in the UK, it's something that it's very, like, it's popular, but also it's, like, very well done. And theaters, there they are like cinemas in Mexico. Like, it's very common for people to go and see a play. I have gone to several once. And I also I thank him for putting up with my choices of theater. Sometimes they can be a real a a little weird. But um, he has come with me and it's like, thank you. And I yeah, I think that if anyone goes and visits the UK, they definitely should go and see a, a play. Yeah. There is the Shakespeare's uh, theater in London. <laughs> and mm-hmm sometimes when it's not raining season they play um, a play of a Shakespeare's yeah like Macbeth or Hamlet they have like a theater that is similar to the one that was in Shakespeare's time Mm -hmm. so people can go there and actually see how the plays were done at the time that it's like standing Mm -hmm. and singing at like a play for three hours Two hours, and you can have that experience there. Like if you love Shakespeare or if you love theater. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, so that's why you know, like, if you want to go there, also the um, um, m- monuments. Like when we were in the foundation, you and me, like we we visited a lot of um, of uh, like like this, like places, like touristic places. We walked in London and like with the, um, the London Eye, the Big Ben, like, also the architecture is very, very impressive. It's different to the one in Mexico. So it's just a matter of knowing what you want. What you want to like to learn about, to know (laughs) about to experience. (laughs) And well, Also, I'm very thankful that I met, like, my best friend in the UK, Tom. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and I (laughs) miss that I I cannot be with him, like, in in the UK. So, yeah, that was a blessing. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank
2: you, guys, for being here today. And I just have one quick question just to wrap up because you both are Potterheads. I have this question on my oh mind my since goodness. you said it. I got a <laughs> question. The question. Which house will you choose? Okay, Tom.
5: Give me a second. I actually, um, I think I've been <laughs> so It's ready. <laughs> it's about on
3: my table.
6: Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Gryffindor. 100%. <laughs> you too, Giselle. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Great. We had two amazing Gryffindors today. And we'll just Very thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in, for joining. And like we encourage again all of our listeners to go and check Smora out and uh, to participate.
3: All their Instagram.
2: Uh, great job follow on instagram we'll have all the information in the description and also like subscribe to our youtube channel spotify apple podcast whatever you decide (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah yes definitely
5: thank thank you all for having us here i mean it's our pleasure to um, be invited to such a podcast amazing podcast Thank
2: you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. And we wish you the best of luck. And yeah, we'll keep in touch. Let us know what else you are up to in the future. Okay. Cool.
5: Thank you. Thank you,
2: guys.
6: Thank you, Thank guys. Thank you, guys. Good luck and Thank long you. life to Harry Potter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> bye.
1: Bye, bye.
2: Bye, bye.
1: bye.
4: Thank we'll you.